BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Mr. News, hit it. He's not lunchbox, Joe. He's not even sloppy, Joe. He is gun-grabbing, Joe. And he has his sights set on the Second Amendment. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego... One anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. But I will say that uh, the president came into office knowing that getting the pandemic under control, uh, helping uh, address and uh, put people back to work, the millions and millions of Americans who are struggling to ma- make ends meet, the one in seven American families that can't put food on the table, that he knew that those would be his top two priorities, his top one, two, three, four, pandemic, economic recovery, pandemic, economic recovery. And that is what this package is meant to help address. And what I've heard him say, and this sounds consistent with that, while I, while I don't know the full context of this, is that of course he wants to uh, build on uh, build his agenda uh, beyond, um, build his agenda beyond uh, getting the pandemic under control, beyond addressing and stemming the tide of, a finan- of an economic crisis, because he believes that investing in infrastructure uh, is imperative and long overdue. He believes that modernizing our immigration system is uh, long overdue and is good for the American people, good for our economy. Uh, he believes there needs to be more done for caregiving. He believes we need to do more to protect protect our health, uh, to ensure it's, uh, people, more people have access to health care. So there's no question that he, he views uh, his, the, the early, stage, early uh, part of his presidency as focused on these twin crises, but he is hardly going to be done with his agenda and work uh, once we have this package signed into law. Stop tape. Well, uh, Pajan Pasaki uh, is the mouthpiece for Joe Biden, and uh, the Joe Biden part of the radical left Democrat Party is always advancing the football down the field. You know, it's, it's the opposite of what conservatives are doing. Conservatives are trying to preserve the Constitution and constitutional rights and preserve history. These people are trying to attack it. And maybe somebody should tell Pajam Pasaki um, that if she mentions something four times, that's four items, but she mentioned the same thing twice, so actually it's only two items. <laughs> I don't know what in the hell she was talking about. <laughs> no clue. These people are so woke, they don't even know what they're saying. His top two agenda items are four items. The economy and infrastructure, or the economy and uh, advancing health care, and the, uh, more health care. The government should never be involved in our health care, yet here it is, cradle to grave, so-called health care. Um, making a more fair and reasonable immigration system. What is more fair and reasonable about open borders and allowing illegal immigrants to run free in our country? How is that fair to me? How is that fair to most Americans who just want to go on and, and live their lives 
with freedom and liberty in this country. While these people are invading, this is an invasion of our country allowing these people beyond our borders without the proper identification, without the proper paperwork, without the proper medical exam. These people are bringing with them third world diseases. I've said it before, I've said it again, I'll say it again. Tuberculosis was all but wiped out, destroyed in the United States. And all of a sudden it made a comeback. How is that possible, ladies and gentlemen? Think about it. How did TB make a comeback? Well, it made a comeback because of Pajan Pasaki and Joe Biden and Barack Obama and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all these liberal policies allowing illegals to flood into our country and bring with them third world diseases that have been largely eradicated in this country. And nobody seems to care. Why are we requiring some people to have a TB test in this country? That is, should be unheard of. If we're in a very advanced country, the most advanced country on the planet. We wiped out TB, yet all of a sudden we have a TB problem? Why, ladies and gentlemen? Because of Pajam Pisaki, who is the mouthpiece for sloppy, sleepy Joe Biden lunchbox Joe, who is a feeble old man with radical, radical Ideas, And I want to get into that in just a moment with C.D. Michelle, who is the spokesperson, one of the spokespersons for the National Rifle Association, a.k.a. the NRA. He's also an attorney, the main attorney, at least on the West Coast, for uh, the NRA. We want to talk about how the Biden administration is coming for your guns and my guns. And if they can't get the guns, by the way, they're going to get your ammo. And if they can't get the ammo, they're going to go after your brain, literally. And if they can't get your brain, then they're going to go after the gun makers. So they're covering all the bases here. There's a full-on assault against the Second Amendment, and we all know why, and we'll get into that. But I want to remind you that this program is brought to you by Mike Lindell and my pillow and all his accessories. You go on his website. It's not just about this wonderful pillow, which I use, by the way. I use the my pillow and the my pillow pillowcase. They fit like a hand and glove. Uh, but there are so many other sheets and uh, uh, those bedding tops. What do they call them? Feather top. There are all kinds of things that, you know, most guys don't really think about. But uh, you get on the website and you start looking around. Hmm, you know, that looks uh, pretty good. Um, and so please go to MyPillow.com and you put Ledger, L-E-D-G-E-R, which just happens to be my last name. You put that in the... Uh, code box, and you will get a discount up to 66%. Imagine getting a, a my pillow for, I don't know, 40, 50, even 66% off. So go to mypillow.com. Uh, Mike Lindell and his great team uh, helping sponsor the Ledger Report. Um, we want to help Mike because Mike's under attack. These brick-and-mortar stores are dropping his products, so we're going to help him out because we know he's a great American, great American story, and, of course, he will support the 45th president of the United States no matter what Donald Trump does over the next two, four years. And uh, this program supports Donald Trump as well, so we want to support MyPillow.com. Also go to GrahamLedger.com. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please go to GrahamLedger.com, and you'll see Subscribe Free. On there, you can hit that button. And there's a My Pillow link on all the web pages of GrahamLedger.com right near the bottom. Just click on that and it'll take you directly to MyPillow.com. But back to the radical agenda of Joe Biden 
one of the things that he and the rest of Congress are after right now is going after gun manufacturers. If they can't take away our guns, if they can't take away our ammunition, if they can't block the transfer within family of uh, a gun that maybe has been an heirloom for a hundred years from one person to another, if they can't get exactly what they want, and they have a, a, a quite an aggressive wish list, and I'll get into that in just a moment, uh, compliments of people like Sheila Jackson Lee, but if they can't get it through the front door, if they can't block your Second Amendment rights through the front door, they're trying on a back door. And they're knocking on the back door right now by trying to target gun manufacturers. And imagine this. Imagine. This is like being able to sue Ford if you happen to get into a rollover accident in your SUV Ford vehicle, which I guess you I guess you could try and go after Ford, but if there's some sort of mechanical defect, but you're talking about proving you know, some sort of uh, liability that Ford had in your accident, and 99% of accidents are human error. They're not the car. But imagine being able to go after Ford for all accidents. Well, that's what they're talking about with the gun manufacturers, is being able to go after and sue gun manufacturers. Imagine this. Imagine the litigation you would have out of one weekend in Chicago, where three or four or five or ten people are gunned down, and the family says, oh, well, that was a Smith & Wesson. We're going to go sue Smith & Wesson. And, of course, Smith & Wesson is going to want to avoid the lawsuit, and they'll end up probably settling out of court. If this happens, gun manufacturers would be put out of business, clearly, and that's the point, isn't it? Again, if they can't go in through the front door and wipe out our Second Amendment rights, they're going to go in through the back door. And remember why we have the Second Amendment. Yeah, personal protection. The framers of the Constitution wanted us to be able to have a firearm to protect our domain. But the main reason, and go hunting, but the main reason we have a Second Amendment is to keep Joe Biden and Pajam Pasaki and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Sheila Jackson Lee and the rest of them at bay. In other words, we want to be able to keep a tyrannical government from taking away our rights. And one of our rights, of course, is enshrined in the Second Amendment. But the government, of course, is targeting a whole host of our constitutional rights on a daily basis. Look what's happening in California. Absolutely trampling on all aspects of Americans' constitutional rights in the once golden state. And apparently 35 million legal California residents don't really care that their First Amendment rights are being trampled upon. And they're being told they can't have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so one of the aspects, of course, that the liberal left has been after for decades now is the ability for us to keep government at bay, the, the ability for Americans to be armed to make sure that we don't have a complete and total tyrannical government. What's the first thing these tyrants do when they get into a Venezuela? They go after personal protection. They go after firearms. You disarm the population. Then you can have total military police state control. That's what they're after, ladies and gentlemen. It's that simple. It's not to protect people. It's not to save a life or stop a, another Parkland shooting. Don't buy into this nonsense. This is all about attacking 
the Second Amendment, weakening the Second Amendment, and if they could wipe it out, they would wipe it out in order for government to grow, in order for their radical policies and their radical ideology to grow, in order for their radical political party to grow. Guns stand in the way of the radical modern Democrat Party agenda. Guns stand in the way, and the rest of our constitutional rights stand in the way. And so that's why um, they are attacking that. And, and they're going after all kinds, from all uh, different angles uh, on this one. And the NRA is out there warning Americans that this is happening, warning Americans that Congress, which is in the hands of the Democrats right now, is going full force in a whole bunch of directions attacking liberty, but in particular the Second Amendment. They figure that this is their holy grail moment because they have control of the House of Representatives. They mostly control the United States Senate, and they have this puppet in there in the Oval Office right now who will just sign anything that's put in front of him that has a Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer stamp on it, and so they're going for it. They're going pedal to the metal. And they have these radical lawmakers putting forth these radical bills and they have a, a very weak, puppet-like president in the Oval Office, and they're, so they're trying to take away uh, our Second Amendment rights, chip away, chip away, and this is what it's been about for many decades now, is the incremental attack on the Second Amendment. And if they can't go after guns directly, they, they realize they could go after ammunition, and on and on and on, and that's where we are right now. So we want to talk to the preeminent, one of the preeminent defenders of liberty, a.k.a. the Second Amendment in this country, C.D. Michelle, who is also a major defender of the National Rifle Association, the NRA. He is attorney. He's one of the lead counsels for the National Rifle Association, which is putting out a warning to not just members of the National Rifle Association, but to all Americans that our constitutional rights, our precious Bill of Rights is being targeted right now by a bunch of radicals. Joining me now from somewhere in Los Angeles is a former attorney for the National Rifle Association, still does some work for them uh, from time to time, but largely defender of the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment and all liberty for all liberty-loving Americans, C.D. Michelle. C.D., the NRA uh, is now issuing an alarm bell for all Americans, and that is the extreme gun control agenda that's being put forth in Washington, D.C. right now. In a nutshell, uh, how do you put this together? What, what are they after right now? Because there's always been an incremental attack on the Second Amendment. So wh- where are they targeting right now? Well, for, they're going for universal background checks, and then, and, which means every single gun sale, no matter if it's, you know, Farmer Joe selling a shotgun to his next door neighbor with a gun store, you know, 200 miles away. There's so many uh, uh, reasons that people need to be able to buy and sell firearms without having to, to go through that process. It's completely unnecessary. And also, uh, it's expensive. And, it, and what they're trying to do is create a registry of, of people who have firearms because registration does lead to confiscation. It has in California and it has in other countries and in New York and other states. So they want that registry. They want that background check on every gun sale so that they can create that registry. And ultimately, the, the aim is to take 
as many guns away from as many people as they can. That's their platform now. The other thing they're doing is they, they you know, they always come up with these great uh, buzzwords, the Charleston loophole. Basically, when you go to buy a firearm, the DOJ's records are not 100% accurate. They can't find some people sometimes. And so it takes longer than three days to determine whether or not a person is prohibited from owning a firearm. So when it takes that long, or when it takes longer than that, the gun retailer is authorized to, to, to uh, release the firearm to the gun buyer while the ATF finishes its investigation. They make it sound like that's the end of it. The bad guy gets the gun and uh, there's this loophole that he could get it because the ATF couldn't figure out who he was. Well, no, that's not what happens. The ATF continues to do its investigation. And if it turns out that the person who bought that gun is a prohibited person, the ATF goes out and takes the firearm and arrests him and prosecutes him. So there's no loophole. It's just that because the ATF's records are not accurate or accurate enough for a lot of people, uh, they, they give people the firearm while the ATF completes its investigation rather than hold them up. That's their two... Uh, uh, primary pushes right now through the legislature, but that is by no means the end of their agenda. And Biden is already doing everything he can by executive order without even bothering, bothering to go through the legislature. I want to go back to the registry and, and you talked about how it's being used uh, in California to confiscate firearms from law abiding. We should underline law abiding California residents and American citizens. It, they, the, this registry can dovetail with the so-called red flag laws, right? So if, if, if you have a neighbor who uh, thinks that uh, you're unstable, bam, they can check the registry and say, oh, he's got a firearm. Let's get rid of these guns from him, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, a reason to get that red flag law is you, you post a picture of yourself at the range on your Facebook page, everything legal about it, but so it freaks out some snowflake. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, they call the police. It, that, that's the, that's what we're at to, out. That's what we're, what we're, we're running into out here in California, especially, you know, I, I still, uh, I'm still the volunteer president of the CRPA and I represent them, the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And so we've got our hands full, both, at the state and federal level, uh, fighting what's really a rigged battle in California. But it is it is fun to watch Newsom, who never met a gun control law he didn't like, fight for his political life as the recall effort uh, mounts against him. But yeah, it's it's uh, the, the registry is a way to confiscate firearms because years ago they they made uh, folks register what they deemed to be assault weapons. Right. And then they decided that, oops, we didn't have the authority to accept those registrations. So all those guns that you have now have to be turned in or we're going to come knock on your door and take them away. CEO Jackson Lee, uh, the congresswoman from Texas, who is as radical as you can get, um, is not happy with a gun registration. She wants to have people register ammunition when they, they purchase ammunition. She's got this bill. I'm sure you've, you've been made aware of it, uh, that among other things, she wants to mandatory registration of ammunition. Um, uh, but she also wants mandatory psych evaluations as part of this package that she's put together and mandatory liability insurance for all. Anybody yeah. who owns a firearm has to have a psych evaluation and has to have liability insurance. And so we've seen this over our lifespan uh, CD. And it's, it's very simple. It's an incremental attack on the Second Amendment, if they can't do it through the front door and take away guns 
directly. They'll do it indirectly and make owning a firearm so prohibitively expensive and so prohibitively full of red tape that Americans just say, ah, it's not worth it, right? That's, that's right. They, 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 want, they know that many people, uh, they're not diehard Second Amendment uh, activists. They're just somebody who wants to be able to defend their family or go to the range and find out how much fun it is to go shoot a firearm at the range. I mean, but, but the more costs that the politicians can put in the way, the more red tape and inconvenience that they can put in the way, they can uh, discourage a lot of those people from getting involved in the shooting sports or getting taking a gun to their house, you know, securing a gun in their house to defend their, themselves or their families because it's just too hard to do. And that's, that's exactly what's going on in, in California and other uh, parts of the country. Uh, they are, you know, now they have to do a background check on ammunition. You have to pay $19 uh, or, unless you're lucky uh, to buy a box of ammo. Mm. I mean, all these things are, uh, you know, licensing and registration and, 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 and uh, limits on the number of guns, limits on the age of the gun owner, limits on the places where you can take a gun, limits on the type of guns. They want to ban as many guns, many types of guns from as many types of people, from as many types of places as they possibly can, all with the ultimate goal of uh, civilian disarmament. Uh, and that's not, that's not you know, uh, a conspiracy theory. Uh, there are lots of politicians who will admit that uh, when they're, you know, uh, in, a pr- in the quietest moments, uh, when no one, they think no one's listening. Uh, that's their agenda. And, and that's because ultimately uh, the, the progressives can't take their agenda all the way to the end game if there's a possibility of armed resistance. And that's what the founding fathers recognized uh, years and years ago. And that's one of the reasons why the Second Amendment is uh, in our Bill of Rights. Yeah, that's the irony, right? You, you have these radical lawmakers attacking the Second Amendment uh, for the very reason the framers of the Constitution put it in. Sure, we, we can go hunting with that, that firearm. Uh, we can have personal protection. But in the end, it was about keeping the Sheila Jackson Lees and the Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's at bay. That's why they stuck it in there right after the First Amendment is called the Second Amendment, the, the right to keep and bear arms. Now, a lot of people, CD, ask me how they can help in a situation like this, whether they own a firearm or not. They want to stop this intrusion on our Bill of Rights, in particular, the, the Second Amendment. What's the best way? for people to get involved in a situation like this, besides going out and buying a firearm? Well, uh, first of all, you have to be informed. Uh, you can get a lot of news from the CRPA at CRPA.org. You can get a lot of news from the NRA through their outlets. NRA has got its, uh, its own issues right now that the financial issues that it's grappling with. Uh, so, uh, but they still are producing good news and, um, that's that's probably one of the primary sources for uh, staying up to speed. And then you can make decisions from there about what organizations to support, how to support them, what to get involved with. If you're in California, I'd encourage everybody to get involved in the CRPA uh, local chapters. And that's uh, you know those are those are social events. It's uh, good people. You don't even you don't have to have to go to the range. 
sometimes they organize those trips. But and if and if they're know, not in California, what beyond the the California Rifle and Pistol Association? That's the CRPA, by the way. In case you don't know, if they're if they're not in California, is there beyond the NRA? Is there another organization to get informed? Well, uh, one I would support is the Second Amendment Law Center, which right. is involved in a lot of litigation across the country and will be involved, unfortunately, I suspect, in a lot more. There's also the Second Amendment Foundation, um, uh, which is a very good news source. Um, but, uh, you know, you got to decide uh, getting the information first from as many as groups, different groups as possible will help you decide what group to support and how. Uh, uh, but uh, you're absolutely right that pe- even people who don't have a gun should be very, very uh, opposed to the cancel culture and the campaigns of shame that they're launching against gun owners. This is typical, typical propaganda techniques mm-hmm. to try and uh, scare people away from having anything to do with guns, even talking about firearms, uh, because they want to get that that core group of people who support the Second Amendment and the First Amendment uh, to talk about firearms. They want to get that core group of people down to the point where it has no political power. And then they can steamroll steamroller over us and, and do whatever they want to do politically. And I think the uh, you know, in D.C., they see this as their window of opportunity oh, yeah. to try and push through stuff that they've been looking to do for years. Yeah. And that uh, little example you gave about posting a picture on social media, uh, that is much larger than people realize, because, you know, as much as we like to maybe show off how well we shot one day and the target, you know, it's all nice little pattern of of shooting it's probably not a great idea to be posting that kind of stuff because unfortunately, even though it's under the mantle of free speech, unfortunately, in this culture and this society we live in right now, that can be used against you literally in a court of law. So I would recommend the people uh, somebody gave me that advice a long time ago. I think it's something, unfortunately, that we have to live. Well, it'll be it'll be misconstrued. Yeah. And mischaracterized as something that it isn't. You, you know, you're having fun at the range. You're learning all the lessons right. that target shooting can teach, and the responsibility and and the fun. Uh, but if you, God forbid, uh, let other people know how much fun it is without making, you know, having a, a, a four pages of disclaimer, yep. somebody's going to say, "Oh my God, you're, uh, you know, you're shooting an assault weapon." Never mind, it's a Ruger 1022. They think it's an assault weapon. And uh, 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 they're going to call the. They could call the police. You may find them knocking on your door. And unfortunately, the police are under a lot of political pressure in some, especially the urban cities, to go and investigate every one of those claims. Yeah, it's just the situation we live in now. CD, thank you um, for fighting for liberty and uh, the Bill of Rights and the Second Amendment. Keep it up. Keep in touch. And God bless you. Thank you. Thanks for helping us get the word out. Your your work is very much appreciated. And so imagine. If there were mandatory psych evaluations for gun ownership, not just gun purchases, but gun ownership, imagine what this would do. Let's say you're going through uh, a divorce and uh, you're having a psych evaluation or or maybe there's um, some sort of kerfuffle going on, as there many times there are during uh, divorces. And this person's alleging that and that person is alleging uh, this. And then you have this so-called neutral arbitrator uh, come in with this psych evaluation. It sees you're going through divorce. Bam, you lose your guns. It's bad enough that restraining orders 
uh, during a divorce are handed out like candy. And, of course, most restraining orders, you have to give up your firearms, technically. And so this is part and parcel to the effort to disarm the American people for the greater picture of eventually disarming all Americans so that government and a radical agenda can grow simultaneously. But remember, it's also part and parcel to the overall game plan of the radical left. They're always at war, constantly at war. There's always a boogeyman. And for many years, of course, for four years, it was Donald Trump's a boogeyman. But there's a multiple boogeymen, right? There's climate change as a boogeyman. And, of course, guns have always been the boogeyman. And the mainstream media helps out by writing scripts. And I know this because I am a former member of the mainstream media. It's a 12-step recovery process, and I'm on step number 11 and a half. I'm almost there. But the mainstream media looks at uh, anybody who has a firearm in any story they cover is a bad guy. Even if it's a good guy with a gun, it's still a bad guy. He had a gun. So they infer that if you have a firearm, you're necessarily a bad guy. But this is the way they wage war. This is the mainstream media helping perpetuate a myth uh, in this country that guns are bad. No, more guns equals less crime. More guns in the hands of good people equals less crime overall. It's been proven time and time again in states that allow Americans to carry concealed weapon without a permit the armed robberies go down, way down. Why? It's common sense, right? Oh, well, you know, if you, if you had that in Chicago, you probably wouldn't have the shooting gallery that you have. If you had concealed carry allowed in the Windy City, even in the bad neighborhoods, I bet you the crime rate would go down because you never know who's carrying and who's going to be able to protect themselves. The bad guys always have the guns. But now if you allow the good guys to have the guns, the bad guys may not go after the good guys because the good guy could be carrying a gun. It's just that simple. Here's the good news for companies right now that manufacture guns like Smith & Wesson is reporting 100% increase in sales. And they say it's because of the pandemic. I would say it it could be because of the so-called pandemic and and people are holed up in their homes more and I, I guess they're afraid of zombies coming at i'm fine whatever you know the fact that there's uh increase in gun purchases is fine with me i think it's a wonderful thing and it's exercising our constitutional right to keep and bear arms but the bottom line is smith and wesson ain't going to sell very many firearms in the future if somebody involved in some sort of crime that involved the smith and wesson firearm is able to sue smith and wesson when smith and wesson had nothing to do with that their crime. It's all part of the radical agenda of this administration and, of course, the leadership in Congress right now. And I remind you to go to GrahamLedger.com and uh, check out my information about fixing California. I'm speaking about it uh, throughout the state of California right now, how to fix California and why people who don't live in California, the 49 other states, should support fixing California, should support recalling the governor of California. You folks in the 49 other states, even in Texas and in Florida and in Arkansas and in Mississippi, you don't really care. You should care because the cancer in California can spread. And so that's what Fix California is all about. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please see the subscribe free button, hit it, and pop in your uh, email. Also on GrahamLedger.com right now is the Ledger Register question. Are you happy that Donald Trump 
is not interested in starting a new political party and is staying with the GOP. I know there are arguments against starting a new party that you're going to suffer and sustain a lot of losses in the process as you build a new party. This is not a third party. This is not a Ross Perot run. This would be a new party. And I understand that you're going to have a lot of pain, but I think short-term pain is worth the long-term gain. Apparently Donald Trump doesn't agree. Fine. He's the de facto leader of the Republican Party, and there are tens of millions of Americans who are going to back Donald Trump and what he does, and hopefully he's going to form a giant media conglomerate. We support him on that. Doesn't want to support and doesn't want to start a new party. Fine. And then we'll see what happens in... Uh, as we lead up to 2024, I think there's about a 100% chance that Donald Trump is going to, unless something weird happens between now and then, um, like he has a Tiger Woods incident and changes his lifestyle. I don't know. Tiger Woods seems to have these incidents all the time. Uh, you know, We hope to God that he doesn't. Uh, but I think there's about a 100% chance that Donald Trump runs again in 2024. And remember, right now, the guy in the White House... Uh, he's not Lunchbox Joe. He's not even Sloppy Joe. He's Radical Joe. And he's coming after your firearms. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.